rising. Arizona Sports is proud to present the Uprising Podcast, hosted by Kellen Olson. Uprising Podcast. Hello there and welcome to the Uprising Podcast, a podcast about Phoenix Rising Football Club. I am your host, Kellen Olson, joined as always by my co-host, Jake Anderson. Hey, Jake. How are you doing? Hello, hello. How are you? Special guest today, Jake. I'm excited. We have manager Rick Schatz on the other line. Uh, we've been kind of getting introduced to USL and Phoenix Rising Football Club over the past couple of weeks. But now, let's get into the grid of it, huh? Get into the results of Phoenix Rising so far, how they've looked, and who better to have on than Rick Schatz. Rick, how are you doing? I'm doing well, guys. Thank you for having me. Yeah, thanks for joining us. Yeah, great to have you, Rick. Uh, I just wanted to start with your general assessment of how uh, the team has performed so far this season. A couple of draws here, a couple of wins there. Uh, it's been, I don't want to say rocky, but you've certainly been battering yourselves against a wall a little bit with scoring opportunities and things like that, but still getting some decent results along the way. Yeah, I'd, I'd be lying if I if I said that I think that everything is going well. Obviously, when you're at a club like Phoenix Rising, and uh, we expect to win, and you know we put uh, a lot of time and effort into our organization and building a good roster, and it's just uh, you know trying to get them all on the same page and get it clicking is taking a little bit longer than expected. But you know, right now I feel we feel like we're about 80, 85 percent there, which is good. Um, then you throw in some players from LAFC. Uh, John Vaccaro from Toronto, and uh, you're almost like starting over after preseason. So that wasn't easy. Um, but we've, having the ups and downs this early in the season has been great. It's allowed uh, character development. It's kind of shown what our locker room is. Um, you know, when you're winning and, and everything is going well, it's, it's always all the, uh, I guess you could say, the, the cancers or the warts are – are hidden by victory. Um, but when you're struggling a little bit, everybody's true character is revealed and we can work th- work on things and work together. Yeah, Coach, especially with the improvement in form over the last few matches, there's probably 14, 15, 16 guys you want to play. How difficult is it for you every week to pick a starting 11? Yeah, it's extremely competitive in training. Uh probably so much so that it was a detriment for a little bit because the guys were working very, very hard in training. And, you know, at this level, it's, it's oftentimes a manager's job is to hold them back um, and to kind of protect the players from themselves because they only know one way to play and train. And that's where we've, you know, really tried to focus on is making sure that, you know, we're not, we're not hitting 35, 40,000 meters in a week uh, this early in the season. And uh, knowing that, you know, 17, 18, 20 games into the season, you might hit a brick wall. So um, fortunately for us, we've got a great sports science department. The, the physios have been fantastic. The coaches have pushed, I feel like have done a really good job with the players. And uh, it's definitely on, we're, we're on the rise, as they say. <laughs> Very nice. Well done. Uh, one goal allowed in the last four matches, Rick. I assume that has to go into that 80 to 85% you mentioned is the defensive form as of late. <laughs> yeah, they've been very good. The back four, uh, you know, 
we had a couple different groups, a couple different mixtures, but you know, really what's what's happened for us I think is Colin and Kevon Lambert have kind of picked up where they left off last season. Um just two guys that are willing to, you know, put their heart into every soul, every match and uh they're real warriors and fighters and that's kind of a, a characteristic that as much as we want to be a good footballing team and we want to play great attacking soccer, uh, you have to have a few people on the field that have that mentality. And it's starting to spread. And um, it, it only takes a couple results, which, which we got. And uh, I'm really pleased with, with kind of the way the engine is running right now. Speaking of that other 15%, going forward, what do you see as the biggest challenges you're going to have to face throughout the course of the season? Well, it's, it, it really comes down to implementing our style of play. So, yes, we want it to be Man City, Barcelona, uh, or LAFC for that matter. You know, it's, they're playing some of the best soccer in the United States right now. And um, But in order to do that, it, it takes time. And you have to be able to defend from the front. Um, counter press is a very common and popular term used nowadays that we have to be a little bit better at. And I think our reaction in when we lose the ball has not been always perfect. Um, and the same thing with our reaction when we win the ball has been a bit nonchalant at times. So um, that that's for coaching terms, that's transition. Um, and, you know, I'll, I'll say it no matter who you are, how good your players but those teams that transition the best are, are usually the ones that win a lot of games. Rick, looking at early trends here in the season, one of them that stood out to me is you have a league leading 134 shots through your first seven matches. As a manager, where do you want your players to find the balance between proper discipline on taking those shots and maintaining the aggression you guys obviously want to keep in that department? Yeah, it's um, uh, it's tough because I grew up as a left fullback and, and as a, a defensive center mid, and I never saw a shot that I didn't <laughs> want to take. Um, and, and that's who I am as a coach, and my personality is uh, I, I'll never yell at a player for shooting. Um, what I will is, is if you get a guy that takes three or four that are you know missing by 20, 30 yards, you know, way over the – uh, VIP suites or way wide and it's it really comes down to concentration and technique you know I've seen every one of our guys hit lasers into the upper V um, you know from 20 yards out and I know they can do it so when they're not doing it in the matches it's really about concentration so it's technique um, muscle repetition so I'm never to answer your question uh, we're not going to stop shooting we're not going to stop shooting I think right now we're um most goals that Phoenix Rising or Arizona United or Phoenix Wolves have scored at this point in any season. So uh, that was my goal this year was I wanted to, to go after the goal scored record. And if that meant that we would give up a few more, I understood that. Um, so we're, we're going to keep going forward. Yeah, the season has been no doubt exciting each and every match. Speaking of players that make fantastic shots, Devin Vega, when he was with Tucson, had an excellent free kick, and you started him last match, and in my opinion, he actually played extremely well. Can you talk a little bit uh, about Devin Vega? Yeah, Devin, Devin's really developing. You know, the, the part that, that we've struggled with at times for Devin is that he likes to come a little deeper for the ball, 
And when you're playing in this system with Kevon and Colin, you can't really have a number 10 that comes back and tries to be a possession player. Um, we need someone to be to find pockets in between lines. And that's one of his challenges as a young player is, is to understand and read that. A lot of times his energy and enthusiasm can be uh, misconstrued for, you know, playing really well. Uh, what I look for is how many times is he getting the ball in dangerous areas versus how many touches does he have to take to get into a dangerous area. Um, and this last game, and especially in the second half, we were really focusing on Devin and trying to get him the ball behind their midfield. Um, and I thought he did pretty well. I was really pleased with him. I was happy for him, and we showed him a lot on film. What we're for, and, uh, you know, I think Devin's got a bright future in the game. Um, I just hope that it, it continues to grow really quick with us. Coach, we talked about that wall and, and finally knocking it down. Four goals against Tacoma. Obviously, Junior Fleming's had a big uh, part in that. What's the process been like for him as a new addition to get comfortable? And, and how thrilling was it for you as a coach and manager who is around him daily and seeing him finally break through that wall individually and just have a standout performance like that where he earned some weekly honors amongst the league's best? Uh, it, it's funny you ask because Junior, I thought against San Antonio, looked like he was going to be one of the best players in the league. Um, he is one of the most physical wing players I've ever seen in my career, and uh, he dishes out more than he takes. Um, so I, I think for him, he's a very intense professional. Uh, he wants to succeed so much. He he puts everything into his into his football. His, he takes care of his body. He does everything. Um, it was really just a matter of time for him. And, you know, Junior's one of those guys that he's going to attack and attack and attack. And it may not work, you know, nine times, but that tenth one he's going to smash in the back of the net. So um, he just has to stay. He's like a shooter, you know, in, in the NBA. You, shooters shoot. So you got to let him go and keep pushing him. And uh, I was really happy for him. It, it felt good for the team, and it felt good for him. It, it really brought some confidence to our group. Yeah, Junior has definitely been one of the more electric signings, one of the more exciting players to watch. Uh, moving forward, definitely for Saturday's match against Sacramento Republic, what are you going into that game looking at their form, what strategy you want to go with, what kind of preview are we going into? <laughs> uh when is this going to be posted? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Thursday morning, so they could hear it. We'll, we'll, we'll yeah. give you that. Maybe not necessarily strategy, but just maybe talk about their yeah. style of play and, and how, uh, how you guys uh, view that. Well, one of the things about Sacramento that we found is they're, um, gosh, I would almost say a, a little bit like New Mexico, very similar to us uh, with, with uh, Bonomo up front as a nine. They play Cameron Iwasa as a 10 who kind of wanders under him. But Cameron is usually a forward. So he's a really attack-minded player. Very, very fast, very powerful, very strong. He killed us last year when they came to, to Phoenix. Um, out wide, you have Bijev and Horde and, and Tyler Blackwood. So you've got mixture between technique and pace. Um, they're very aggressive. They like to press. They want to force the issue on you, so you have to be prepared for a 90-minute a battle. Um, 
I've known Simon for a long time, followed him as a player, and he's uh, he, he coaches the same way he played. You know, he's extremely intense and aggressive, and, and his team will be prepared. So um, their midfield, uh, I think their addition of Ray Sari uh, from S2 last year or, or Tacoma now, it was huge. He's kind of the engine for them. He He's the guy that gets on the ball. He moves it left to right, uh, creates, opens up the game. He's, he's a bit of a schemer. Um, their center backs, we really like Mitchell Tanner. I think he's fantastic. And uh, Shannon Gomez is extremely fast as one of the fullbacks. So we, we, we know that in order to beat them, it's going to take sacrifice. And our guys are going to have to be willing um to defend they're going to have to be willing to counterattack and and uh you know try and strike early if we we know if we can score early um it'll open up spaces behind them where we can exploit them with our front three um you know or four depending on how we look at it and then um you know maybe as the game opens we can keep more possession and and the midfield can win that battle i think that's kind of where this game is going to be won or lost is is the 3v3 in the middle of the park will adam john and john becaro be available uh becaro's in barcelona working on getting his green card processed and waiting for uh the embassy to give him back his visa last i heard he has not gotten it back yet even if he did he would be flying tomorrow which is too late um should be available for next week Adam John is back in full training this week and is available for selection. Good to hear. Good to hear. Uh, to sort of uh, wrap things up on just our talk about how the season has gone so far, seven matches in, we kind of alluded to this with another question or two, but in terms of how you look at this team in, in early March in that first match against San Antonio and going forward, looking at it six weeks past that, how have you graded where you had your expectations at for the start of the season and how your philosophies have instilled into uh into the guys and how they have performed with them so far oh man i feel like uh this last week these three games in these past seven days is more an indication of what we're capable of doing with the football uh than san antonio um i think in san antonio we went into a game that we weren't really ready for, and it was completely my fault. Um, you know, I think our preseason prepared us, but the focus was to do one thing um, and really one thing only. There was no plan B. And when San Antonio came out, they came out with such enthusiasm and intensity and kind of you know punched us in the mouth. We had to make a quick adjustment, you know, and the adjustment we made was – you know, very simple. We would drop back into a four-two-three-one. We went into a counter-attacking system and kind of had to play direct. And it frustrated the players because they knew we had to do it, and we got a result, um, which followed by a few more games of struggling. You know, to play our, our kind of soccer. And I think what you see now is a hybrid between last year and where we want to go. And for me, that's fantastic because that means we're sticking to playing to our strengths and we're starting to develop a plan B. So it's, it's, um, I think that we're right where we should be as far as development. Um, you don't want to peak too early, but it's time for us to start getting results. Just taking a step back from the team itself and looking at Phoenix Rising as a collective youth academy, 
I know you have a history with youth coaching. The O2 boys just won the Dallas Cup. Your thoughts? No, it's fantastic. <laughs> right before they left, uh, we actually had them come out and play against us for 35 minutes. Um, we were working on our counter press and our possession in the final third. And, you know, we really, really pressured them. We really pushed those kids hard physically. And I'm not going to take credit for it, but I'm pretty sure they didn't see anybody like they saw the Thursday before they left for Dallas Cup. So it's, um, you know, fair credit to Adam Burke, their coach, Chris Brown, the director. Uh, I'm really pleased with what those guys are doing. And, you know, I look forward to, you know, a, a continued success in our in our youth program to develop players that, you know, for FC Tucson and Phoenix Rising and, and maybe even Galatasaray or OGC Nice. Yeah, that would be awesome to see someone from the Valley go all the way to the likes of Europe. And I don't think the other youth academies uh, around the league, around the country, are going to have the same experience practicing against a professional club. Yeah, no, it was it was really neat. I'm happy for them, and, and it was great for our guys. I mean, they, they, it was not easy, that's for sure. Rick, thank you so much for uh, taking the time. It was great to check in with you at, at this specific point in the season, as we kind of discussed yeah. here on the episode. And it's going to be great to check in with you again later in the season and see where things have progressed. And just very excited to see the form the club is in at the moment and, and the momentum clearly being established at this point in the season. I appreciate you guys so much. It's uh, it's important to, to the Valley and, and to the players. Yeah, thank you so much, Rick, and good luck on Saturday. Thank you, Rick. Thank you, everyone, for listening. We'll be back next week with more Phoenix Rising Football Club talk. Until then, see ya. Peace.